to sell some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 11. As always, my co-host, Scott Johansson. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving, Scott? Um, COVID friendly, just the wife and I, um, small dinner, uh, nice dinner though. Good dinner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Same over here. My big family's a bunch of sissies wouldn't get together. So it was just us two. Uh, other than that, black Friday deals, get anything. Um, well, about a week ago, I, um, oh, there's my dog. I got a dog. No. Um, <laughs> and there he is. Uh, about a week ago, or a couple of weeks ago, I think I said I ordered a new computer, and that came finally uh, yesterday. Awesome. So, yeah. St start setting it up yet or no? Not yet. It's still okay. in the box. I'm, it's like a model kit. I'm just going to collect it mint in the box. <laughs> I left, seriously, on my last laptop I bought in 07. I think it was 2019 before I finally pulled the protective film off the back of it. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, it still looks like it's brand new. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But um, this way I can move my camera, my microphone around and do some uh, different shots. And sorry about my dog barking, but that's all right. Someone's dog walking bark. their dog. Jerks. And he how dare like they go outside? Yeah. How dare they go outside? <laughs> and how dare my dog, you know, not like it. So, I bought I bought a new TV. I'm so excited about finally. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's, I bought one last year, two years ago, a year ago, as, as a placeholder for a bigger one for down here, and then I have a TV upstairs that's from like 2006, so that one's on it. There's like one level of gray that only shows up as fuzz, so whenever there's a gradient, there's like, fuzz. Anyway, so that was my Black Friday shopping. We went out last night. I did not get in a fight with an old lady for a TV or anything, so that was good. But I did see a couple movies on thanksgiving break first i saw peanut butter falcon which is really good and it follows a guy with down syndrome on his quest to become a wrestler it sounds ridiculous but it is one of the best movies i've seen in a long time great story great acting and pretty cool pretty cool movie um and then the netflix. other one what's that netflix. Netflix. Uh, that i think we recorded off tv I'm not sure. It's got to be on everything somewhere. Um, and then the other one I rented on Amazon is Fat Man. And it tells the story of Santa Claus, played by Mel Gibson. And oh, it has, has a child has hired an assassin to go kill Santa Claus. Wow. And it's, I really liked it. Um, it's hard to describe. It's slow in parts. It plays Santa as a real guy but has some powers and it's bloody and it's good. So of course, if it's bloody, it's <laughs> if you get a chance, watch fat man. I really liked it. I'd love to hear Dave someone else. likes his movies it. like his steaks bloody. Yes, that's right. I do like my steaks bloody. I, how did I know? I'd love if someone else in the comments has seen fat man. I'd love to talk to somebody about it. Um, and Mandalorian. Did you see Mandalorian? I have not yet, but I hear oh. such good things. And, uh, yeah, I think I talked to Thad the other day, and Thad told me how it was really good. He didn't want to spoil anything. Yeah, but... I, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll talk next to him about it then. But there's some good stuff that happened. 
Anyway, on the news and reviews, anything uh, that has come up, Scott, news-wise, in the world of Hobbyland that we need to talk about. Has anything come up? I think we're entering into a little slow period. um, It is a slow period. Uh, We did lose another longtime friend. uh, Don Ferentz passed away. Um, So our condolences to his family and uh, our old gremlin guys. That was Big Smile Don. And if you ever met Don, you knew Don um, for sure. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, I mean, he was the, in the way, the beginning of Wonderfest. He was, you know, one of those voices you always heard across the room. Him and Dice Man will come up a little later, but oh yeah, it was those two guys. Those are the voices I remember a lot from those first couple Wonderfests. But yeah, yeah, sad to see him go. It's it's tough. Like I said, we just it's gonna happen more and more with this hobby. Um, yeah, condolences to his family. Uh, other news: Wonderfest still officially scheduled. <laughs> with the way things are going, I'm worried more and more about it. Uh, yeah, I keep hoping they get that vaccine out there and things chill out and let's see what happens so. yeah um weird weird stuff the other thing like adepticon my the other convention that i go to every year normally mm. right now i think next weekend you'd have to be signing up for the classes and stuff and i haven't heard a thing and that might be my fault but i don't know and and last year when it got canceled the, you were able to forward because it's different than wonderfest you have to pay for your classes so I spent like $300 on a couple of classes I was going to take and you were able to push that money towards this year. And now I haven't heard anything. So hmm. I have to figure out what's going on. I just realized that yesterday, like as I was laying in bed, I was like a duck to come. Do you know there's some black Friday? Uh... Any other things for reviews, Scott or news? Um, wide reviews. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to pull the uh, drawing for last week's drawing first. Or... Do you want to do that? Let's do that. Let's do that. It's Let's giveaway do- time. Our first official giveaway. Um, I wish I had a bell. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, no, ding. I don't. Uh, okay. I have the tickets in this bag. I'm looking at the camera. We're going to pull out one. And I think I got one. Ta-da. Roger. Abinate. Abinate. I have to look it up. Roger, ticket number 387005. You have won the Pennywise kit. So thank you. I'll get a hold of you or send me an email, but I'll send you an email after the show airs on Monday and let you know that you won. Congratulations, our first show win- winner, first winner, Roger Abenate or Abenate. Please someone tell me the right way to say this. And thanks again to Paul Gill and Mark Van Tine. Yes, thank you so much. And, thank uh, you so much, Paul and, Mar- and Mark, for that kit. It's awesome. Like, I'm so like, happy we get to do this. Um, that was our first giveaway. That felt weird. We mm-hmm. broke that seal. All right. And at the end of this episode, we will talk about another giveaway. Yep. We do have another giveaway coming up. So From our guest today. Yep. So. And then. Okay. Uh, news and reviews. You want me to. Yeah, news and reviews. So what have I gotten this week? Okay. Well, we'll start out with. Um, I got this set of nameplates from Mark Kalin, and we'll give the information um, how to get a hold of Mark to get these. And these are about two inches long. So, you know, they're not really big. And these are all the Aurora kits uh, with the font from the box of the original 13. And um, 
you know, they're just, they're really cool. Uh, Mark cast them. They're really beautifully cast. And um, he sent me a set because he loves me. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, actually, I did him a favor. So it was kind of a trade off. But um, I told him I'd put these on because they're really cool. And, uh, you know, so they're a nice addition. I want to say they're five bucks a piece. Um, but we'll pull up the info. I've got the info. I'll, I'll give it to you so you can post it. Cool. Next thing I got um finally came in or just came in i don't want to say finally um is the snoopy ice hockey from atlantis and i i picked this up from uh steve at cult tv man and you know i really can't say enough about steve's service um you pre-order he doesn't take money till the till this um the kit comes in then he sends you an email saying hey your pre-order's in and i like to pay him right away so you know of course i paid right away and you know, I think something I want to touch on real quick here that people don't understand is Steve sends these in a really good box, okay? <laughs> and, and I know that sounds like stupid, but it's a nice sturdy box, and, and you can see the shape. This is the actual model that I got, and you can see the shape of it. Um, it you know, it comes perfect and, you know, not squished. And I'm I'm sure as much as he sends out, he does have some issues, but um it's an expense that people don't realize when they're buying online from somebody like that is the shipping um not just the shipping cost that you pay for but the boxing and the packing and all that and so you know just to touch on that um steve does a really good job and um that's good to hear in the styrene kits and stuff this is uh this is the way to go um steve so next thing i bought this is, and I know you don't even know who this is. So for the comic book fans out there, um, John Byrne did a, um, Wolverine was originally an Alpha Flight. And so then John Byrne, and so this was Alpha Flight, and this is Puck from Alpha Flight. I know who that is, so I hate you. Okay. And so this was a prototype piece that Resin Pimps did. It was sculpted by Jim Maddox. and. Um, I picked this up um, recently. Um, Jesse was cleaning house, and um, he had a casting of it, so he sold it to me. And there's not many of these that exist, castings of this full figure. So what happened is Jesse, I believe, sold this to Bowen to produce, and Bowen produced it as a bust. And um, they changed the right arm because you couldn't have the character smoking cigars. (laughs) Um, one of the marvel deals so they changed the right arm to look like the left arm basically and that's what the bust looks like and if we get a picture of that up there we'll show it to you so it was never released as a full figure but i always thought it was cool and it's small because he was small he was a um uh did they call him a dwarf did they call him a little person i you know i don't want i mean you just had to have your i mean your canadian superhero team had to have a reference to hockey right that's just yeah i guess i I never thought of that but yeah so (laughs) Those are the three things I've gotten, and um, I'll touch on a few photos. And um, this next photo is, and I just found this yesterday. I think the guy's name is, hold on, Gary Pope, okay? And I forgot where he posted this. He posted this in one of the groups, um, might have been Norbert's group. And um, I was just really taken aback by the... um, the uh, gray tones that he did because if you stare at this picture it almost looks like somebody cut out a black and white picture 
and yeah, put it in. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And I thought he did a really nice job with this. So, um, yeah, I give him, yeah. I just wanted to show well that, done, you know. And the next two pictures I'm going to show you here are, and this is a gentleman we mentioned before, Kendall Com Conniff. Yeah. Okay. Contiff or Con Conniff, I think Conniff, it is. Yeah. And um, he was in the last Amazing Figure Modeler, Reader's Choice, and he did a wit the Witch Kit in there. And I have to say, as nice as the Witch Kit was, the kits that I've seen him do like this one and the uh he also did the rat fink that we talked about a couple uh, episodes back with the fiber optic uh, angel mm -hmm. fink um are better than the ones that were in afm if you ask me so anyone that's ever seen this kit this is an old aurora kit okay and he customized the base it's land of the giants all right and you see the guys in the bottom right hand there holding the safety pin to try to kill the rattlesnake um Anytime you see this kid, it's painted in greens like the box. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Okay. But Kendall took this to another level. And I'm going to, I'm going to pop up another picture so I can look at it. And he's got a few pictures posted out there. And there's one overhead shot that the rattlesnake looks so camouflaged in the base. Okay. That, um, He's the first person I think I've ever seen paint this like a real rattlesnake. And he, he had to make the, like the rattlesnake tail, right? And the fangs? Did it? Did the kit come like that? The kit comes with all that. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, no. The kit comes with the whole snake. So, yeah. Why would anyone paint it green? That's but, fantastic. Like, okay. I really, yeah. really like that. You, you had mentioned this to me a while back and I hadn't seen it. That is super well done. Like, and um wow yeah and i'll send you some more pictures i'll send you the picture of the overhead shot and i don't know if you can see it to the right of the one branch that's sticking straight up there's a little spider on the uh rock so he's got a little spider on there that is very cool and um but it's just painted it looks that looks it, like a snake and that's hard it looks to do like a snake. and um yeah so um maybe we gotta get kendall on because, yeah i think you know what i think so he's uh and, and I even done. like the base, like the, whenever you see rocks, people almost mm -hmm. always paint them gray, <laughs> like rocks are yeah. gray. Those are no, brown. That's one of my pet peeves. Yep. But, yeah. it's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it is. And it's, um, like I said, when you look at, he did an over, there's an overhead shot and, um, I'll give it to you and you can post okay. it. Cool. And, um, it's, uh, he's, the snake is camouflaged, which is why the snake is that color. Okay to be camouflaged and why people get bit by the snakes. Um, although I'll go back to that Bill Burr bit where you're fucking with it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at my wife right now. She's on a ladder outside the window. Hi, honey, I'm coming. Okay. And, um, so anyway, um, those are just a few of the cool. things I've seen. Um, and trust me, it's not that I don't see other good work out there, but I thought this snake and that black and white, on the uh, Billiken Dracula were just really well done and kudos to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Know. I love no when one's we find... us yep. to show their work. We just, I do, it's if amazing. I find it and gosh, if you're mad that I'm posting pictures of your work, I'm sorry because it, this is really, uh, <laughs> it's really good. Really nice. So, um, uh, that's all one, I have. Yeah. The one thing I found and I haven't, it's been, it's a busy week. Parent teacher conferences online. It was a good time. Um, this, I saw this yesterday and it's a Mad Hatter 
from a company called Creepy Tables out of, I think it's your, all the prices are in Euro, so they're somewhere overseas. Um, and I think they're available in different scales, but they had done a Caterpillar before from Alice in Wonderland and immediately made me think of David Fisher because he's such a nut for Alice in Wonderland. And this is one of the better, I think, Mad Hatters I had seen. And I love the pose. I love the way the clothes are moving on there and just his maniacal face. It's really well done. And I started looking at some of their other pieces. They have some really cool little mini busts on their table on their uh, site. So Creepy Tables is the company, resin kits, minis, and other collectibles. So give it a look. Maybe you like some of their stuff as well. And those are miniatures, right? That's a little yeah, whatever. I, a little bigger. They were up to, I think the scale went, they were available in a couple different scales. A little smaller than one eighth, I think, for the one, okay. but it looked it looked pretty cool. So, I got one more thing for reviews. Uh, our good friend Larry Brackney, uh, I talked to him a lot on Instagram. He's been messing around with three D printing quite a bit, and he messaged me the other day and he said he had a surprise for us and he wanted my address. So, he sent me three things: one to give away, and when I I when I when I told Scott about this, this is to the listeners. Scott made me message Larry and say one of them better be painted because we all know Scott doesn't paint anything, whatever it is. So I was surprised he did actually paint one of them, and, and so, it was done as a joke. Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I certainly didn't expect him to paint no, it. Not at all. So what he sent us was he three D sculpted, three D sculpted and printed. And I know these are really hard to see because they're translucent. I'm gonna try and get it on there. They are Biolante mashed up with Little Shop of Horrors and a little flower pot. So I'll show you the one he painted so you can see it a little better. And I know my lighting is terrible in here, but I'm going to get a good picture of this and put it into the video. But this is the one for Scott that Larry painted. I'll get a picture in there. Thank you, Larry, so much. Uh, we're going to go Larry. ahead. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and give away this one next episode. So be ready for that. Uh, to go along with that, but yeah, these are fantastic. What a cool little piece! The teeth—I can't even—I don't know if you can see that, but the teeth uh, on there. Are, there, there you go, right there. Don't move. Don't the move. teeth on there are so fine and pointy. Yep. Like what a cool little piece. But let me get the painted one up there. I don't know if that'll make it worse, but these are fantastic. He did a great job painting it too. Cool little piece. Thank you, Larry. And Larry, I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> what? No, that's like my favorite Godzilla movie. That's my number two. Oh gosh. The other thing I've been working on, we can move on to the workbench. Yeah, because I don't have anything. <laughs> well, first, how's your uh, Mad Mad Labs coming? I don't have anything. Okay, I got nothing. I'm gonna edit for a second. So onto the workbench. You don't prepare for these shows, do you? <laughs> okay, well, I can't okay. have everything in one spot. So what I've been working on workbench-wise, I've actually started building a model again. Uh, the ghost had to take a back seat because I have an article for AFM due. So I started working on Sloth from the Goonies. So a little sneak peek as to what's coming up. And the base I made out of pink foam. And it's done, ready to go. Plan on doing a waterfall... Here, the kind of story behind this is I'm making <laughs> I'm making up a part that didn't happen in the movie where after he let the kids out and the family is kind of stuck in the cave, he found a lever that releases the pirate ship. So I'm going to build that into the base. Um, 
I did use, normally I cover the pink foam in resin. And this time I used ma uh, matte uh, modeling paste. Yo, what is it called? And that seemed to work better. The other thing I did this time, normally to primer this, I did the Zenithal priming. So I'm going to have light coming from one side. That's why one part's darker than the other. Um, I've been using blue tack. I was, I normally, when I do this, you probably have to put a, like a little drop of super glue to hold it together. But what I did this time was just blue tack from Loctite and it's hold it's held together for two weeks. Hasn't come apart. It allowed me to spray the parts where I need to, and then still break it apart for sub assembly. It doesn't dry out. It doesn't no, dry out. I, no, I thought it would actually loosen up over time, but that stuff has held really well. So as far as workbench, that's what I've been working on. Still building a lot of stuff and magnetizing some miniatures. Um, yeah, I've been building, 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 building. Just trying to make... Try, what I'm actually trying to do is... I have so many boxes of miniatures that I'm trying to get rid of those boxes. So I'm building and then putting them on the, on the magnetized boxes that I made. But that's where we are as far as workbench. Not a lot going on other than I will be doing the AFM. I am going to stream it uh on my youtube channel on genocyber on jason walker on youtube it's linked so if you want to watch the afm build that's going to start up in a couple days uh other than that i think we're good okay today's guest tell us about our guest there scott johansson troy nayert is a um garage kid veteran and as we learned in what you're about to see his first wonderfest was 1997 so he's been around a long time. Troy's been around a long time. And um, he started a company, Shadow Creations, Creations with a K. And um, he's put out some kits, and he's putting out some more kits. And uh, hey, I think uh, you'll enjoy the interview. Yeah, we learned a lot. So, And we'll talk about that a little more when we're done. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with Troy Nayert of Shadow Creations. Welcome to the show, Troy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming on for the Jaeger Army stuff. We'll talk a little bit about that today. And we just wanted to touch base with you and see where you came from, your hobby story, how you started your company, what you like to do. And uh, I'm going to, mm, should we talk about the giveaway or wait till a little bit? I think we'll wait a little bit. We've got a Troy yeah. Nair, Channel Creations giveaway. We'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, someone's oh, going to get a pretty cool kit. So, Troy, your story. How'd you start? What was your very first model kit? Well, my very first model kit were the uh, Haunted Mansions back when I was like uh, 12 years old. I played around with those and uh, really enjoyed getting where they pop out of the coffin and all that stuff. And then I left the hobby for uh, drums and uh, rock bands and rock music. And all that good stuff. And uh, how long you been playing? How long you been playing drums then? Thirty years. Wow. I've been playing drums thirty years. Rock bands, top forty bands, everything. Okay, so as a drummer, how many bands have you officially been in? I would say probably six. <laughs> probably six. Okay. Yes. Not the typical drummer that drums around the bands all over the place and's got a repertoire of two hundred. Yeah, so. <laughs> but that's pretty small for a drummer. That's well done. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Favorite and, kind of uh, music? What do you what do you normally just? Rock I'm music? a rocker. Okay. Rock, corn, uh, Megadeth, all Look that stuff. Scott. All Scott, that can stuff. you name a Megadeth song? No. 
<laughs> That's okay, Scott. That's all right. Or corn, or no. Slipknot, or <laughs> Metallica, even. Yeah. Good I stuff. heard I heard Anger, Hanger 18 two days in a row the other day, which was shocking. I'd heard it in years, and I heard it two days in a row. But That's awesome. Megadeth. Anyway. Troy, I'll give you a real quick funny story. <laughs> Back in the day when I was um, selling uh, Godzilla's go-kart recasts, you know, before... You know, everything was crazy and all that. Kirk Hammett called me up and oh. bought one from me. Okay. And he sent me the check come from his agent. And I sent it to his mom's house, I think, at that time. And he said, please don't give the address out. And I'm like, no, no, I would never do that. And um, at the time, he offered me, um, next time he was in town, I'll get you some backstage passes, you know. Uh-huh. And and I was honest with him. I said, you know, Kirk, honestly, I said, I don't listen to your music. It's just not the type of music I listen to. And I have been chastised for this for like zillions of years since um, as my stepkids grew up and you know, my one stepson's a fan of um, that type of music. And he's like, what? And I don't even have the, he wrote on a piece of paper, Scott, thanks, Kirk Hammett. I don't even have that anymore. Okay. So, uh, you know, I talked to him on the phone one time for about 15, 20 minutes, and he ordered a kit from me. And, uh, but yeah, I didn't even take the backstage passes. I'm an idiot. He liked one of my pictures on Instagram once, and I was blown away. Like, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so, good stuff. So, drumming, how long? So, you're still drumming? You still like drumming all the time? Yes, I still drum all the time. Uh, right now, my, I'm drumming in church, and that's what I do all the, all the time. I'm one of two drummers. And of course, I cut loose when I'm home. Cool. You know, I'm that was always the cool mass to go to when I was a kid. Was the one with the actual guitars and drums, wasn't it? Yeah, but now I don't. Yeah, it doesn't work. Not doing keep... much corn there in church, <laughs> are you, Troy? <laughs> no, we're not. That, we're not. Keyboards, electric guitars, bass, everything. That's great. So, what brought you back to modeling then? Well, actually, that happened in uh, 1996, because I also collected comic books. I have a uh, comic book collection, you know, baseball cards, all that. And I walked into a comic shop and saw the Horizon Spider-Man. And I thought, wow. So I picked it up and built that. That was in 96. And then it exploded again for me in 97 when I went to my first Wonderfest. The squatting Spider-Man or the standing one where he's like? Uh, The standing one. Okay. And then, of course, then I got the Universal Monsters that they did, you know, as you all know, vinyl was such fun to deal with and uh, putting it, filling it, cutting it, cutting your fingers, all that good stuff. <laughs> I love a good <laughs> vinyl cut finger. That's right. Yeah. It's the it's best. Nothing like it. <laughs> and then Wonderfest opened my eyes in 97. It was the first time my friend Scott and I went and uh, wow. I think I bought 25 kits. Anything I saw, I bought. Yeah. Those are the um, days of Wonderfest, man. Like, wasn't it? Yep. Those were he, the days. We got him beat, Scott. I'm wor- I was worried there for a second when he started yeah, saying 90 something. Right? I was like, oh, shit, he better not have us beat. <laughs> <laughs> when did you come in? Ours was 95? 95 oh, was our yeah. first one. It was at the um, one of the old hotels. And, um, and thankfully, we didn't the... know each other back then, so we didn't yeah, get Yeah, and I don't know if, if you've ever done some driving around there, but if you go to Fern Valley Road mm-hmm. um, down the... 65 there or whatever a little bit there was a holiday inn right there because a lot of people go that way for food and stuff and that's where the first one was that i went to and then the second one was 96 and that was at the executive west 
That's what it was at the time. And that was Ray Harryhausen was the guest. And that was huge. That was like, you know, that's when they turned the corner to like this smaller show to like this huge thing that it is now, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. How many kits do you think you bought your first Wonderfest? Oh gosh, at least 25, maybe 30. I mean, uh, my friend and I, we were just anything I saw, Jason, I just like, Oh man. Yeah. I, my first one, that that first one in '95, as a college student, I had a, I was working at Hobby Town, I think at the time, and I only had like a hundred, like two hundred, three hundred dollars I had managed to save, and I, I know I bought this Coyote Zaram. That was my one. That was the one thing I bought. But the year after, I saved every penny, <laughs> and went there with like a thousand dollars and just phew, blew it all. That's like that's like exactly almost what I did. I, I spent about two hundred bucks the first one. And then after that, and this is no shit. I literally saved twenty dollars a week out of my <laughs> paycheck. Kind of I would I just did. take a twenty and I would put it in a stack in in a drawer, and and then I would take my singles at the end of the week and throw all my singles. So I think I had about twelve hundred when I was nice. when it was all said and done. I had about twelve hundred bucks, and it was like go crazy time. Because so, yeah. even back then, like you didn't know what to expect. Your first Wonderfest, there was no internet to tell you, hey, this is what's going to happen. There was no, I just, it was the ad in AFM that I saw. I was like, Hey, let's try and go to this. And I'm like, let's just drive. And that's kind of how we found it. Troy, were you on the gremlins list at all? Since you've been around that long, were yes. you part of that? So yeah. let's see. Yeah. Oh. Dice men's creature club. I still got my creature shirt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, oh, yeah. so, you know, the pain of the, of the email inbox wars. Of the, you'd get the 300 emails in like two oh hours. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. So for people who don't know, I think we've talked about this a little bit before. The Gremlins list was, it was the only thing on the internet, the Gremlins in the Garage webpage. And then they had a mailing list. There was no chat forum. There was no message board. It was just, you would get emails. Like every topic you would see on a chat room or on a message board came via email. So you yep. would get, there was, man, there, like, what was the biggest, like, I don't know how much we want to go into this, but <laughs> the, like the, the dice man fights, the, who were oh, the other, yeah. like, Oh, old uh, it was Rubo would get mad. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. and you would come home. I would come home from class and see my inbox, my AOL inbox of you'd have a thousand emails. I'm not even kidding. It was nuts. And then you have to yes. sort through them and you'd read it and you'd be like, oh shit. But Gremlins was great, I think, for a lot of us who have been around that long. So Wonderfest brought you back. Have you been to, yep. like, how many think total you've been to? Well, I've only missed uh, two Wonderfest since 96. Wow. Or 96. Okay. Yes. One was my son graduated, and I still give him a hard time about that. <laughs> in, in 2000. And then, of course, in 2016, I got in the motorcycle accident. Uh, two weeks before Wonderfest, and and I was in the hospital, and that was only the second one, and I've been there ever since. Do you want to talk about that accident at all? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, <laughs> just a brief synopsis. So, yeah, in 2016 of May, I was in a motorcycle accident. Uh, broke my leg, my pelvis, my right hand, had a brain bleed, broke my neck. And uh, I was down for about six months. 
Yeah, I remember seeing all the pictures and stuff. You've come a long way from where you were. And I mean, congratulations, man. That's a huge fight you did. And I appreciate that. Just I do. Every time I say I want to get a motorcycle, Jamie's like, no. <laughs> I think of like other people I know, but man, that's a that's a long fight you did. And congratulations. So the question is, do you still ride or are you done? Yeah. Did that no. retire your motorcycle days or yeah, the motorcycle was gone. I remember being in the hospital and my wife uh saying to me, uh are you going to get back on the bike? And I remember telling her, I can't answer that right now. And she said, look at my face. She says, this will be the face you'll see if you get another motorcycle. And it wasn't an angry face. It was a hurt face. It's the face that's over your shoulder right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when I buy, that's the face I get when I buy another model. Oh, okay. It's right there. But yeah, so it, it's been a battle. It's been four years. Uh, I still am going to have another surgery in January uh, to get a new knee in in my left leg and try to help. And uh, it's a battle every day. But, you know, God's been good through this. And this hobby, you have no idea what this hobby has done for me through yeah. these last years. That's kind of why I wanted to lead into it. How much, go into that a little bit. How has it helped you? It's helped me tremendously because of the support of other modelers, friends of mine that I've made over the years. I think of the Mark Worthlings, the uh, Paul Gills, you know, and different, my friend Scott, and just all the different people. In 2016, when I was laying in uh, Riversbend, can't walk, can't move, every, they have to do everything for you. I got a package thanks to uh, uh, Tim Seavers, and it was a model kit that a bunch of people put together and bought it and sent me a London After Midnight model kit, an art poster, a print of the London After Midnight, a t-shirt of that year with uh, probably 60 signatures on it. Of course, some homemade caramel corn that his wife makes and just sent all this in a box that arrived. And that was a huge uplift. You know, here I'm holding a new model. You know, I couldn't go to Wonderfest, but all these people reached out. And then just seeing new kids come out and I'd lay in the hospital, laying in bed on my phone, just whipping through and checking out all the new models, seeing what guys are doing, looking at my hand with pins sticking out, wrapped up, thinking, well, will I ever be able to do this again? Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, just, just so much going on in life that, you know, we all need something to gravitate to when times are tough. For mine is God, models, my family. And, you know, that's why in 2017, I said, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 some years. It's time I entered the producer world, you know, and try to give back to some people, you know, that have, you know, I support all kinds of uh, producers. You know, my basement's littered with model kits on slat wall on shelves. I have a George Stevenson wall with nothing but wall hangers on. And I supported producers for, 20 years yeah and then i thought you know what i'm going to reach out to mr uh, jaeger and see if he'd be willing to do my first piece and here i am today you know which that was the first piece was hey, you didn't start small i remember that. no you did not start small <laughs> yeah yeah i reached out to jeff and i just i still remember him uh when it was finished he sent me a picture of the sculpt and he said, here she is. 
I got to get this thing sent out to Mark because this is creeping the hell out of my wife. <laughs> she just come in here and she would look at this thing and say, can you please ship that out to Troy or wherever it's going? So he shipped it out to Mark Brokaw at Earthbound and he handled molding and casting. And yeah, that was a big endeavor. Uh, my first real introduction to expenses, you know, what it costs to get it sculpted when you go to someone that's one of the best in the hobby you pay for that same with the molding and casting yes yep so, yep you started at and the top you, all the way around that's yeah you didn't cut corners you know but i wanted no. it to be something special i'm a fan of the ring and you know i just thought nobody's really done her and i thought why not have him give it a shot and uh sculpt a wall hanger which excited george stevenson because he was saying to me, hey, man, let's team up. You know, you do the modern stuff. I'll do the other stuff. You send me customers. I'll send you customers. And then when I did the next kit, it kind of, George was like, no, no. And I was like, man, sorry, bro. That was, uh, that's an expense. So I kind of moved over to more manageable things. But as you guys know, getting someone to sculpt something, it's not cheap. You know, and then you have all the expenses. I don't do the molding and casting. So I have to hire out the Marks, uh, Brokaws, the Dean Millermans, Paul Gill, you know, different ones that bring these kits to life, if you will. I was going to say, I've often said, if you're going to do this, man, try to do one of the, one of the two things, mold or cast or sculpt. Because yes. if, if you don't, you, you are going to put out a lot of money. Um, I'm here to tell you that is true. Okay. You know, I mean, I was fortunate, you know, I, I did all my own casting, you know, when I do stuff, I do all my own casting, but it's time consuming. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you never get the time back. You don't really get, you know, it's, you don't really make money on your time. That's for sure. You know? Yes. But, so you have to I like doing it, right? <sighs> Sort I don't of. know. There's times I don't like doing it either. Because there's people you know? that really like making molds. Like there's, so if you're a mold, like if you want to learn how to do that, that's something. If you want to start a company and you like making molds, learn how to do that. And and you're I good like at make, it, Scott. You're good at that. I like, I like making the mold, and and I like making the mold work. Uh, it's the making twenty of them I hate. <laughs> okay, that that's the part of it I hate. I like making the mold. I like I like the you know casting and getting it right and doing yeah. the first one and say okay i have to do this or i have to put a vent here or whatever but then after that to sit there and do 20 of them it's like oh it's monotonous i want to move on to the next thing so we gotta get you some adderall or something or <laughs> yeah i ain't that the pot calling the kettle black <laughs> i am not 80 well yeah i am um shadow creation where's the name come from for shadow creations well, it was just a thought one day when I was getting this all together and uh, trying to decide to launch Samara and do that. I just started, I'm a big fan of the shadow, you know, the comic shadow. Uh -huh. I've always been a fan. So I wanted something in there with shadow. And then as I thought more about it, I thought, well, I'm going to be doing these creations. So shadow creations. Okay. <laughs> but the K, I, you know, would use the K for the creations to just be a little bit something different. Okay. Because my motorcycle was the Shadow. It was a Honda Shadow 1100. My new uh, Dodge Challenger, the Hemi, is the Shadow. 
So that's what that there replaced the motorcycle. So on the front <laughs> plate of that says the shadow nose. And nice. so that's how I came up with it. It was just because uh, I'm a fan of the shadow and its creation. So to me, it just sounded good. <laughs> it works. It, it's a great name. Just put it together. So kind of back to what we were just talking about for a second. If you could make a list of like the top three things, if you want to get into being a model producer, the mistakes mm-hmm. you made or some, something you learned for someone who wants to start, you've been around a long time. You've seen how the hobby goes. Yep. What's like just some little tips or pointers for someone who would want to start a company or start producing. And I know it's kind of putting you on the spot, but just three no. things or one up, like whatever you think would work. Number one would be, uh, Choose a good sculptor. Choose a good sculptor. Yes, it's going to cost you. So I would say choose a sculptor. Two would be to learn molding. Learn how to mold things. Learn how to cast things. Because it will save you money. And the biggest thing I've learned, you know, I'm saying number three is uh, don't try to put so much out at one time. You know, there was one time I had two or three things going. And I got one person casting, the other person casting, and orders coming in, you know, and it's like, uh, okay, I got to send this guy $1,000. This guy's got to get this. Email after email, you're getting money coming in. And it's like, okay, why am I doing this? So why does everything have to come out at one time? You know, and I got really good advice from Paul Gill, who I remember him saying to me, he simply said, you don't have to put out a lot of quantity like I do. He said, you don't have to do that because Mark always says, why are you doing so much different things? Because Paul's mind works that way. He said, what you've got to do, he told me, he said, if I were you, I would just stick with the iconic scenes, which is going to be a big seller, and then do a nice piece or two to highlight in between the two. Because if you get too big of a library, if you will, of model kits, there's a lot of expense for me. Yeah. Cause he does his own. He molds, he casts, he mm. goes in his basement, comes out at 12 o'clock at night, you know, and Paul's old school molds, you know, when he's shaking everything up. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw the videos. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that to me is just crazy. I mean, you know, Dean Millerman and uh, Mark, they've got their own setups. They're masters at it, mm-hmm. you know, but Paul is also master of bringing out castings, but I don't know if I could do this for, 10 hours, you know, to get uh, 10, 15 kits. No, and, and even with a rotocaster, you know, everyone thinks the rotocaster is the end all be all. Right. But it's not fast. Okay. Right. I mean, you have to take the mold, you have to put it on the rotocaster, you have to prep the mold, you have to put the mold together, you have to attach it to the rotocaster. Yeah. You have to fill it, you have to spin the rotocaster for, I go 10 to 12 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Depending on the piece. And then I don't demold it right away. Okay. So I let it sit for another 10 minutes before I demold it. And, um, you know, so it's like that King Kong I did. It took two hours to do it, to do one because of the time, you know, in between, you know, and why one thing's set, setting up, I'm setting up the next mold and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's not fast. You know, if, if it's, it's fast for something like Paul did, you know, it, it cracks me up. Paul does crack me up that he does this still. I'm like, buy a rotocaster. So because, and and I'm fortunate, I bought a second one, a little desktop one, which would be perfect for like what Paul does, you know, busts and stuff. Yeah. 
And um, I wish I'd had that desktop one when I was going full on because I could have turned the big pieces and the small pieces at the same time. Uh, Probably cut my time up. But And the same with pressure casting. Pressure casting is, again, another, you have to set it up. You have to put your mold in there. You have to drop your resin. Then you got to hurry up and do everything. Tighten the lid, pressurize the tank. And then you got to, again, you got to let it sit there while it cures. And yeah. so while you're doing that, your tank's tied up. You can't do anything else, you know, yeah. unless you've got, you know. So I do a lot of gravity pouring just for that reason. I'd rather do a gravity pour just because you can do a lot of them, you know, that Edgar Allan Poe kit I was doing, I can make one in 45 minutes. In 45 minutes, I can make the whole kit. Ah, oh, right. so that makes two hours sense. to do a King Kong. Okay, so it's, yeah, it, it's, you know, I feel the pain. I, I feel the pain. Yeah. And the guys that are devoted, I, I, from what I see, Paul's really devoted to going down there and, you know, just hammering it out. And Yes, he is. Yes, he is. With it, but that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> is and i would tell somebody thinking about getting in it also to uh find your niche find your niche in the hobby you know find something that's different you know different than what you see all the time that's why that iconic scenes is something to me dear to my heart you know just picking iconic scenes from the different films that people know you see and you think oh there's frankenstein and and this monster, Dr. Frankenstein, had a windmill. Everybody remembers that when they were looking at each other and that thing spinning around. Yep. You know, so that to me is my niche with Shadow Creations. Anything else that's put out in between is just something that I love. Okay. You know, something that I want to see. Let's kind of use that as a jumping off point then. Let's walk through some of your library of kits that you do have. You started with Samara, and that's done very well for you, right? Yeah, that one has done well. It's actually uh, starting up again. Okay. You know, it's it's actually uh, starting to find a new audience when they start seeing that. You know what I've noticed helps any producer is when guys like yourself and other people put a buildup of it. Yeah. You know, people see it and they thought, what the heck's that? Where'd that come from? Well, that was put out a few years ago. <laughs> you know, and once they start buying my pieces, they start looking back on the library. I have a weird question. How do you source the wigs? Like, how'd you decide on which wig to go with the kit? Oh, that I just kind of did a little bit of a cruise around on Amazon, to be honest with you, and uh, looked at something not cheap, but something kind of middle of the road. And I just bought a bunch of them. So when you buy the kit, the wig's thrown in there. Okay. And there is another piece of this, another version of this with resin With the resin hair, hair yep with the one dangling down in the front. That's how Jeff originally sculpted it. And uh, the uh, hair itself weighs more than the face I, know, on that resin. I just, <laughs> this is more probably maybe more of a Chicago. I just imagine Troy going to a bunch of wig shops on the south side over here, <laughs> look, looking for the right one for his resin. Coat. I thought of that. I thought of that. <laughs> Bring it this in. one, these wigs are actually called, uh, they're the share. Remember share? Uh-huh. <laughs> they're her type wig cool and i thought it works perfect so it does i bag them up you know when the kid ships there's they're in a package and somebody can do what they want with them when they get them so after samara you came out with the house of wax yes what's the story behind yeah. that one real quick the story behind that was uh, i'm a big fan of vincent price you know and especially the house of wax and uh i had been talking with um 
Brian Hamilton, you know, about the kit. And I approached him one day. He was actually, little sidestep, he was actually sculpting for me at the time of his death, uh, the shadow, the shadow. Okay, he yeah. He had the head, he had the head done. It's going to have the guns ablazing. And he had started and he got too sick to finish it. But we had started talking about that house of wax kit. And I said, would you consider selling me the rights to that and let me produce that? And he said, I would give it to nobody else but you. And he gave me the rights, uh, told me who has the molds, his caster. And I've been working with him ever since. And it just, for me, it was uh, his last sculpt. And it was also just a way for me to remember him and yeah. to honor him through his work. And to get to out to fans of the House of Wax of Vincent Price and keep that kit alive, if you will. And that's how that one came. That's how it came about. Yeah, that's tough. It Brian is. was, uh, I guess I would call him maybe an underrated, I don't want to say unknown, but definitely underrated sculptor. Um, yes. A lot of his kids had some really good looks to them. Uh, mm -hmm. It was our first or second episode or third episode. I popped out that son of Frankenstein he did for needful things, you know? Oh yeah. And nice. a lot of people say, well, it's a, it, it's a little soft in detail. And, and yeah, compared to what Jeff does, it, it might be, but it was a good kit. I liked it, you know, and I bought it then and I still have it. And um, yeah. I think there was a Glenn strange Frankenstein he did that I thought was really, you know, had just the right look. So um he did some good. And then the one with the yeah. barrel over the head. Yeah. The barrel over the head one. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it's, he just wasn't as popular as a lot of these other guys. And, um, you know, I, and I don't know if he was as fast as these other guys or, or whatever. He had a full-time job or something, you know, I don't know Brian's story, but, um, yeah, yeah but I, I, I would say kind of underrated under the radar kind of guy. You know. Very kind man. I spoke with him many times, and uh, especially at near the end of his life. And uh, very kind man. Just uh, really loved this hobby with everything he was. You know, but uh, cancer took him down. Yeah. Look. Sucks. I mean, it sucks. Yes. It really does. Yep. I so. We always find a way to bring us down yeah, on this show. I always find a way to bring yeah, it over. Well, I do. It's me. Um, Calvin and Hobbs, something you and Scott have in common. I'll just break it. Let's just go. Because <laughs> <that's>, that <laughs> sucks, man. It just, I, as again, as we get older, yeah. it's going to happen to yes. more and more of the people in this hobby. And it sucks to lose them. And it it's is. not fun anyway around. So, yep. Ugh. Calvin and Hobbs, Scott and Troy. Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that. That is one I just, uh, I loved. I originally contacted Russell Robbie in uh, England, and I just gave him uh, an idea. You know, I just gave him the artwork from the comic, you know, on the cover of the one book of theirs. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I'd like to do this one. So he sent me like a drawing what he wanted to do, which is the cover box art that I used for the release. And uh, then I really didn't hear much from him for like a couple weeks. And I thought, well, I'm going to hold off on this one. So I kind of told him, I said, hey, appreciate you doing the box art. If I owe you anything on that, well, I'll square it up with you. Well, the sculpt was done. He had, uh, he had gotten it done. And I thought, oh, boy, 
you know, and now, of course, me, I was already preparing for new things, money tied up. And I said, dude, I'm going to have to hold off, man. I said, uh, he goes, okay. He said, really? He said, no problem, mate. He said, I'll, I'll probably do this myself and release it. Well, a month or so went by and I reached back out to him and we came to a deal and he shipped the sculpt off to me and I shipped it to D Millerman and now it's out. You know, I've, I'm a huge, huge fan of Calvin and Hobbes. There's not like the adventures of those two in a book. Yeah. It's just oh. amazing. The question is, Jason, why aren't you? Um, yes. Yes. Jason. You, are, you, are you looking at my face? I am looking at your face. Read one book. I've That's never read a single strip picture, nothing of Calvin and Hobbes. I know, I know, I know what they are. I know that he likes uh, to pee on things because of stickers on people's cars. He doesn't pee on anything. That, that's no, the thing. That, it's, that's, that was never even in the strip, you moron. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and I'm going to go. I, I don't, I think he has a problem with Ford and or Chevy. I'm not sure which one. Yes. And Green Bay and depending where you <laughs> live. Who are the, yeah. um, yes. Troy, you better have my kit then. I, um, I don't remember if you bought mine or not. Um, my Calvin and Hobbes when I had it out to, um, but was uh, that when he was standing on the grass, yeah, yeah, and the baseball bats on the and the yes, yeah. okay, yep, I have that somewhere. Yes, I, oh right. yeah, I that was the only time I saw one. I snapped are, it up. I think that's is, are you two the only two with Calvin and Hobbes kids? Uh, no, there's another uh, guy doing them on Facebook, but he's doing them like in a one quarter scale. Yeah, and they're three D. Well. And he, there's pre-paints too. And um, the second one just came out. It's like that hug pose. Yes. And uh, yeah, I got in on that and it's a lot of money, <laughs> but it's. It is a lot of money. I know. And then I thought I wanted to keep it small. So I kind of went with a yeah. 1A scale, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, it sits nice on the shelf, but there's nothing like, yeah, I can't even imagine them quarter scale. They, those things got to be beautiful. So Jason, all I'm going to say is this. Oh. Pick up, and and I mean, it's a shame because I had an extra one. I would have given you the soft cover, Essential Calvin and Hobbes. Yes, which is the first two books. Okay, and once you read that first book, you are you're okay. done. You're in. All right. Okay. You're in. Um, what happened to me is I had never heard of it either, and I think the second book was coming out at the time. And the comic store that I still go to, the old owner that was there. He handed me the first book and he said, here, don't pay me for it. He goes, if you don't like it, bring it back next week. If not, you can pay me for it next week. And I went home and read it. I came back the next week. I paid him for that one. I bought the second one. <laughs> and it, it just, it had me laughing out loud, literally yep. quickly. Okay. All right. I'll give it a try. All right. But awesome. um, yeah, no. And he doesn't pee on anything. Well, then why? <sighs> Why the stickers? Like, where'd that come from? I, I know, know this is totally off topic. But, but it just started and it was, <laughs> it, it, it grew a life of its own. That is so disappointing to find out that, wait, is it Calvin or Hobbes? Which one is it? Which Calvin is, is like? the boy. Hobbes is the lion. Tiger. 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 Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> Motorcycle accident. Tiger. Yager. Yes. Okay. Keep it score. Yeah. There you go. A reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. So yes. this next one, though, I do know the cave crawler. Yes. How'd yep. you pick that up? How'd that come from? 
that one again i'm a fan of the movie uh I had the one that John Tucky had put out before. Ask Scott, ask Scott, ask Scott if he's seen that movie. Well, of course Scott has seen uh, The Descent, right, Scott? <laughs> That's not seen. <laughs> All right, we'll, yes. we'll just keep going. We'll move your shameless. Sorry. Yeah, I had reached out actually to uh, John Tucky before he had passed to see if he had any more. And he didn't have any more of them. He said the molds are shot. Uh, so I reached out to Joe and said, hey, would you consider sculpting another one of these? But here's what I'm looking for. I want it like a quarter scale bust, him climbing out of the uh, debris out of one of the caves and just kind of looking up, you know, like, okay, and listening because you know they couldn't see. So they would listen and uh, to get their prey. And uh, he ended up sculpting that thing for me and uh, sent it out to me and I was very pleased with it. And, uh, he shipped the uh, original right to Dean Millerman and, and, or I'm sorry, Paul Gill. I actually took the sculpt, the original sculpt to Wonderfest. And I remember going in the hotel room with Paul and Mark Van Tyne. And Paul standing there looking at the original sculpt and his mind began working. Well, if I do this and I do, and he was literally molding it in the hotel room, you know, <laughs> showing me what he was going to do. Took it back and uh, took it home with them. And probably two, three weeks later, he had the molds done. And uh, the kid is out, you know, the kid is out there. Cool. And it's, uh, it's, it's a, a great movie, movie, too. Like, it's not even this monsters aren't scary to me in that movie. I'm super claustrophobic. So there's parts uh, of that movie that I just like, oh, my God, how do you even... But yeah, I couldn't imagine like when they were crawling through that little tunnel. Yep, and they yep. were, yeah, and it's forget like, it. Nope. No thanks. <laughs> no. no thanks. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. I, I, I think that's funny what you said about Paul, because I do the same thing when someone shows a new kit. The first thing that goes through my mind is how are they going to mold that? How are they going to um, cast that? Yeah. How would I do it? Okay. I mean, I, I do. I look at that. So it's. So that's that one. That's cool. how that came about. And then back to Samara for you. Yes. Yep. Then I went back again, fan of the movie, you know, and uh, I reached out. That is part of the um, Urban Legends line. So that was like the first introduction to the Urban Legends line. And so I reached out to Mark Van Tyne and I said, hey, Mark, I want to do something of Samara. And he says, well, I had already drew a sketch of one that Paul and I were going to release. And he showed me the sketch of her coming out of the well with her hand on it and the hand out coming. And so I said, let's bring it to life. So he, he started sculpting it and man, and I really am proud of that one too. I mean, he did a really good job. That's a big kit. It's a big quarter scale kit. I mean, it's 14 inches, you know, up and she, the big well, Paul actually had a wonder fest. He filled one with black resin. So it looks like water within the well. And then, gotcha. of course, her coming out of the well. So, yeah, that one has done uh, extremely well. That kid has. I just, another one went out last week. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a lot of time for modeling on your own now or no? Yes, I'm actually, I'm actually doing a lot of commission work for a gentleman in California. I'm just putting a, one of our Frankenstein's monster on the bench. And I just did a Gina for another guy in New York. So I'm doing a lot of commissions now all of a sudden, 
but I still, you got to know what I mean. It's nice to be able to sit down and do something for yourself. Yeah. That's kind of why I stopped because I know it's, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Trust me between that and trying to produce yeah. models and c- talking with customers and especially when you have to people. paint things you don't like, and then you're wasting all your time and it's almost not worth the money at some point. You're absolutely right. And it just, yeah, yep. I agree with you. Cause I, I it may, you don't want to end up hating what you love, you know, like it's just, Yes, exactly. And that's what it becomes a job. Yep. When it becomes a job and it's no longer fun. Yep. I remember having a conversation with Jeff when we were talking about, if you remember back, I don't know, gosh, a few months ago when all the talk about him maybe re-releasing some of the original kits and everybody started saying, you don't own them, blah, 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 and all that stuff was going. I was talking to him on the phone and I remember him saying to me, I always said that I am going to sculpt until it's no fun anymore. And he said, this is beginning to be no fun. And I said, well, you, I said, you cannot leave the hobby. (laughs) I says, you bring a lot of collectors happiness and you have a gift, you know, and uh, he's back at it again. Now just pounding these kits out. You know I mean? They're just, they're coming out of his studio and it's just amazing. Yeah. Yes. I, I hear you. No, he was a lot of fun to interview too. That episode where we did with he's him. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. If you he, could talk he, was a, he was a good sport and kid around yep. and um he's yeah, a jokester. And and that's probably why that episode went two hours. Because you know <laughs> around. I love getting an email from him. He always said it out and he'll say, Hiya, Troy, is how he always puts it, or hey or he always does something cool, you know, and it's just always you're just happy when you talk to him. Mm-hmm. There's just something about him. He brings a happiness. And that's <laughs> why I produce. And that's why I'm in this hobby is it brings me joy. I'm not interested in the drama, the battles, all this stuff. I just want to build and paint model kits and make collectors happy. Hopefully they're happy with their <laughs> kits. They get. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that. Good <laughs> <boot. laughs> Good so Frankenstein, boot. Frankenstein Wolfman. I went back to Universal. Yes, I went back to the Universal, which was really uh, my introduction to uh, full one-six scale kits. I remember when, uh, again, another guy gone too soon, Tony, uh, I reached out to him and because he was selling his uh, rights to kits and molds. And I reached out and I said, hey, I'm really interested in that Frankenstein meets the Wolfman kit. And so him and I went back and forth with some figures. He said, the molds need some work, you know, and I've heard, you know, a lot of his castings weren't always the best, you know, so I figured, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create new molds for this thing. So mm-hmm. now I thought to do that, I need a kit in which I did not have. So I kind of put a, t- a little feeler out on all the hobby boards and Mark Worthling reached out to me and said, hey, I have one of these. I'll ship it to you. It's yours. Just if you can give me a deal on the new castings. And I said, awesome. So I told Paul and he says, have him ship it to me. I'll take a look at it and let you know. Because he was originally going to mold it and cast it for me. But mm-hmm. it became too big of a beast. Paul likes bus. Yeah, know, Paul, likes, Paul likes yes. small. small yes, Paul. he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> so they got the kit and they looked at it and... uh he said, I'll have uh, Mark clean it up for you because Mark's really good at doing all that stuff. Well, 
I got pictures from Mark and it was not good. You know, the, the kit was not good. So Mark basically had to spend, I'm not exaggerating, 25, 30 hours into cleaning, re-sculpting little areas and doing everything he could. And then he brought that thing back to life to create a really beautiful master to create the new molds. And when you say it wasn't good, it wasn't the sculpt. It was the casting. That it was, was the casting. Casting. Yes. Yeah. Tony was not. Um, no. He wasn't. He wasn't a great caster. He wasn't, and you know, rusted soul. You know, I mean, he just. Uh, Mark was able to do it. Paul realized he casted ten of them originally for me, which went out pretty quickly. And then he said to me, "Hey," and I said, "I get it." So I shipped them over. The molds were sent to Dean Millerman. And Dean took over uh, the castings for me on that, and he still does them today. Mm -hmm. And that was a beautiful kit. I mean, I think that's one of Jeff's best in that two-figure kits, minus the iconic scenes, of course. But <laughs> one of his best offerings in that. And it has done so well for me, guys. You know, it's probably 30, 35 of those so far. Oh, wow. And it just keeps going. Just keeps going. That's a nice kit. It's nice it one. is. And one that I'm proud to say that it's in the Shadow Creations line. You know, and again, keeping something of Tony's alive for a man that's no longer part of the hobby and no longer here. So to me, I'm keeping something he did a lot. Jeepers Creepers. Pretty yes, interesting uh, movie. So you have a nice mix of modern, classic stuff going yes. on. Yeah, there's so much going on in there. Again, huge fan of the Jeepers Creepers. That first one to me was. The Creeper is like nothing else you've seen. I mean, he's just, he's vicious. He's on a mission. You can't kill him. If he gets a bad body part, he takes another one and it just grows back. And so I thought, okay, this would be a good one for the urban legends. Once again, reached out to Mark and asked him if he would uh, consider uh, creating something for me. So we did a sketch. I said, I want a truck in it. I'm thinking of something with the Creeper with the ax in the air, ready to take whatever he wants. And that one turned into a big endeavor, uh, this kit, because Mark, would, if he was on with me, he'd be saying he got a little carried away with the truck. I like that truck, and, though. That's a good truck. Yes, he spent a lot of time, and the kit became bigger. He calls it a uh, mega one-quarter scale. <laughs> and that's Mark's words. You know, from the tip of the blade, <laughs> it's probably 15. You know, when you go up from the bottom. He put a lot of work. He kind of mixed the face in the couple of the first look and the second look, pulled it all together, captured the movement. I mean, he put a lot, a lot of work into that one and brought a kit for me to life of a film that I loved. And I hoped other people were fans of it, even though the director got a bad rap when the third one came out. You know, and uh, I just went ahead with it. And it's been, it's done well for me. If you go, if you watch that movie now, knowing what you know about the director, it's yeah. very, 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 very similar to some of the stuff he's been accused of. So Isn't that convicted something? of, I can't remember one of the two. Yeah. It's yeah. Bad news. So we'll kind of move on. Um, yes. You're Frankenstein. Oh, I did it. I finally did it. I screwed it up. It's the monster. Your monster yes, kit. The monster. But Scott and everyone has got me to screw up so many times. The monster here. Write that down, Scott. Yep. Michael. 
<laughs> yeah, that one, uh, obviously I got it when it was uh, first uh, produced by Typhon Studios, Mike Calvert. I bought one, had to have it. It's a Jeff, it's a Jaeger, it's Frankenstein. So I picked it up. After Mike went through his initial run, I had just reached out to him. I said, hey, would you consider partnering with Shadow Creations and uh, me producing this in the U.S.? And he said, how about you just take it over and you take over the rights and mm. bring it under Shadow Creations? He said, I don't do this with anybody, but for you, I will let you take this one over. So we took it on and uh, it's doing really well. I mean, a lot of people have it. Yeah, I have and, seen uh, it around quite a bit. Yes. Did you guys, did you remold it or did he send you the mold? Like he when you sent go? me, he, uh, he calls them an artist proof. Okay. And, uh, he gets, I mean, this thing was immaculate. So he shipped that to Paul Gill and the magic begun, you know, he made <laughs> the new molds and, uh, he's does my castings for me and they are beautifully done. I mean, uh, Phil Lister did a beautiful paint above it not too long ago. That's one he bought for me. He, he said, you know, I painted so many of these, I want one. <laughs> so, you know, he got it. And now I think he was selling it. So I got to reach out to him and find out what's going on. You know, but uh, yeah, so that was just one for me. It's it's just a unique piece. It's very unique in the pose. And this, from the words of uh, Jeff Yeager himself, the best Frankenstein I've ever done. Monster. Yes. Yes, that's monster right now. Scott. <laughs> yes. Um, any chance you'll get any more of his kits to do, like the Dracula or the Pierce Carlaw or the Pierce? Uh, I guess it's Pierce Carlaw. I mean, is there any interest of you doing any of the rest of those? Or yeah, him and I have already been talking. I'm specifically looking at the uh, Carlaw Pierce. You know, I of course I bought one of those. I mean, I originally re uh, reached out to Jeff and said, "Hey, can I have a new take?" on the uh, Karloff Pierce that Janice did. You know, when Jeff, Jeff gave me the price and I said, okay, maybe another time. You know, because the, the chair alone was going to be a lot of work. And he said that right up front. And uh, so then I reached out to Mike Calvert and him and I were going to co-produce a new one six scale piece. And then we started crunching numbers and figuring, okay, one would have to mold it here. And then we went through all that. And he said, I'm actually thinking of doing something similar but on a smaller scale and he kind of told me what he was thinking and the rest is history i mean i think he sold 100 of them so far and okay. i think the production run was 100 and i believe he's filled that and uh so yeah who knows you know i have a really good relationship with mike he's a great guy and uh he's got some marvelous ideas coming down the road guys cool yeah. i'm gonna give you an idea you ready yeah this will be this this could be your introduction to molding and casting okay oh. sell the nameplate separate okay uh, just like next wonderfest or something throw them out there for five bucks a piece or something and you'd be surprised so it, it's uh i yeah. always buy nameplates and i like that particular one i like this one on his dracula too i like the nameplate on the dracula too Exactly. I did actually, you said that I forgot to mention on the Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. I did have, I do have a nameplate for that now. Oh, okay. That I, uh, and been selling those quite well too. And that was going to be my introduction to molding and casting. So I had the nameplate made up, asked Paul Gill for all kinds of advice. He gave it to me and he said, just send it to me. 
<laughs> he said, I won't even charge you for making the mold. He made it and minimal charge for the plates. And mm-hmm. then he sends them to me. And, uh, but I am going to try to take that plunge one day. Okay. One day. Do it. Okay. We want to know. We want to know how it goes. Yes. Hey, if you ever want to drive down to Chicago, I'll, I'll show you stuff. Too. Oh yeah. Wait, where are you? Where do you live? We haven't even I'm talked about Bay this. city, Bay city, Michigan. I'm in. Okay. Yeah, out here by uh, the show. City by do the, the do the mitten. Show me the the typical okay, Michigan thing. The mitten. We're right about here. Okay, right in the middle. <laughs> we call it Mid Michigan. Yeah. All right. Tri. Yeah, the Tri Cities. And cool. we won't say he's a Bay City roller. We won't let that come out. Okay. We won't ask <laughs> if that's one of his bands. Okay. Hey, Madonna came from here. Come on. Oh, look at that. See. Yeah, that's I'm good. thinking she didn't go to your church. <laughs> no. no. Must have been before the Virgin song, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You jump back to some cla- like you can't even call it modern horror anymore. Can you? I don't. When it's eighties, does that count as modern? Sort of. I you're, would say so. Okay, so you're David. You're I yes. eat maggots, or you eat maggots? Yes, what is you're it? eating maggots. Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, originally bought that kit from uh, Shaky Dave when he was producing it at Wonderfest. And he had that and a few other kits. And and then the kit disappeared. And then I reached out to Dave and I said, hey, man, uh, you still have the the molds or anything for that kit or what's going on with it? And he said, yeah, I do. You know, and he said, you interested? And I said, yeah. So we talked and then I kind of let it lay, a, lay for a while. And then he reached out. He gave me a deal, guys, I couldn't refuse. So I took the rights and I took the molds, shipped them over to Dean Millerman. and. Uh, he does the molding or the castings for those. And it's just a beautiful piece. It's a, it's a Jaeger piece. Uh, it comes with two different heads, vamped out David and regular David comes with the earring. You know, it comes with everything you've seen in the film. And it's just a beautiful, if you're a fan of the movie, the lost boys, I know it's a great movie. Scott's probably seen it several times. At like 10. Okay. There you go. Oh great no. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Doth doth claim too much there, Scott. How many times have you seen it? Zero. Yes. Uh. That has an amazing soundtrack. It's uh It is it is one of the best soundtracks in movie history. It is amazing. I the summer that movie come that like this is gonna be a Jason story. This the, the summer that movie came out. I wasn't old enough to drive yet. I think I was in eighth grade, I think. And my friend, his brother was old enough to drive. And he had one of those woody wagons, one of those giant station wagons that we called the cruiser. And we would just drive around town getting in mayhem, listening to that soundtrack over and over and over again. Love that soundtrack. It is, it's, I have it on cassette. I don't think I have it on vinyl. I might have to go look. I think I do. but. Oh, such for music fans. If you don't have that, you yes. need to get that. It is so good. Anyway, yeah, side if track. you're a fan of the Lost Boys, you got to have that kit. Yeah, that's that's true. I got it. one of these beautiful kit. kit. I need to buy more models. Um, <laughs> I really do. Um, I got to stop with the miniatures and buy more models at some point. Um, yeah. and then back to Universal, the, your, your iconic scenes. Yes. Yeah, that was an idea actually. Uh. A conversation between myself and Paul Gill is that uh, came up, you know, I was talking about something I wanted to do different. 
and he said, have you ever considered doing a two-figure kit and, uh, and capturing some scenes from a film, The Universal Monsters? And he said, I don't know, you know, some, a scene that everybody recognizes. I said, like an iconic scene. And he said, exactly. He said, but not one-six scale. I said, ah, like a one-A scale. And he said, yeah. He said, I'm telling you, dude, it'll sell, less shelf space, you know, so many options available. So I reached out to Jeff and I said, I've got an idea. What do you think? He said, one-eighth scale, I love it. He was pumped to get his hands on this. And I sent him two scenes for the first iconic scene was the one that ended up coming at the windmill. The other scene I sent him was in the mountain when uh, he, Dr. Frankenstein Henry had the flame and he was staring across. If you remember, he yep. was just. That's kind of, one I've considered doing actually. Yes. Um, yes. Steve Rojas and I used to talk about what would be the iconic scene of mm-hmm. a movie that you'd like to see produced. And I yeah. used to say the way they were glaring at each other with such hatred at that yes. point in the movie, it was. Yes. Um, yes. And and I always, uh, I would make a joke, of, and, and I would joke with Tucky and Steve as well, that uh, I used to tell John, I, used, I said, John, stop, like, putting the monsters, you always do the monsters dying on fire, <laughs> uh, you know, the crucifixion, you know, where he was tied up, whatever. I said, I want to see the monsters being badass, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And so this was a, you know, like you said, the scene in the um, windmill here in the uh, in the mountains. Yes. Yeah, there was just such hatred. And the the scene I really like is when the monster comes in the door that Mobius did in Styrene, and unfortunately, it missed badly. Um, yeah, yeah. It, the base is okay, but the figure is. And no replacement head in the world can fix the rest of it. Okay, and, and yeah, and, you know, it's, it's a cool box. I feel bad because you know I like what Frank did down there at Mobius, and I, I like yeah. a lot of the stuff he did, but that one just missed the mark really bad. And I always thought that was an iconic scene as well. It absolutely is, and who knows? Like I say, that other uh, in the mountains may come down the road again. You mm-hmm. know, just as a different within the iconic scenes line, but right. uh, that one was just. An idea sparked by a conversation between two friends and uh, turn into something that Jeff looks forward to. And uh, probably four weeks from now, the sculpt will be finished for Iconic Scenes Volume 2. Got any hints for us? Oh, yeah. It's going to be the classic iconic scene of the mummy uh, reaching down to the table to take the scroll as the shocked uh, Egyptian sits there. Scott, does that have you tingling? Because that was another. Well, and again, it's another idea I thought of. Oh, yeah, it's always back. Okay, but it's um, and and you know, it's funny. Troy calls it an iconic scene, and it's like Troy, it's an iconic lobby card because the scene was never (laughs) in the movie. Okay, the scene was uh, the scene was cut. All you see is the hand reaching for the scroll. Yes, and uh, and pulling the scroll away. You never see the mummy and that guy in the frame together. And that was on your yeah. wish list when we had our dream kits, wasn't and that? Yeah, one? when we had yeah. our, was... it was on my wish list. And I, I alluded to it a little bit there, but I didn't want to spoil Troy's thing, but he had talked to me already about it. Yes. And um, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good choice. That It's that's... coming. It's coming real soon. The first quarter of next year, it'll be ready to uh, 
Just so you know, you can trust him. He did not tell me who was putting it out. He didn't. He just said someone's working on it, or someone's doing something. And then when uh, Jeff did his interview, I don't think we spilled it completely there either. But I knew what was coming. You know. Yeah. And uh, we kind of hinted around it, but we didn't really say. I stepped on it. What's the release date? That is going to be the first quarter of 2021. Okay. So I, and it's going to be, I'm excited about this piece too, because when Jeff is done with it, he's going to do a little video talking about it and talking about, you know, the iconic scenes and just doing something of that caliber in a 1A scale. And I believe that video may either premiere on my Facebook Shadow Creations or in the Jaeger Army. I think that's going to be an introduction for him to do, which should uh, spark even more interest once I get the finished photos. Speaking of the Jaeger Army, since we had you guys on, how's it doing? It, oh, man, it's just uh, we are getting requests, 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 requests to join the club. And those cards sold out. 200 cards gone, shocked all of us. And uh, now after the first of the year, they're going to open it back up for more membership cards. Now with that, uh, the money, they were only 15 bucks, one-time fee. You're a lifer. They're like a credit card. They're not a cheap business card. They're a credit card. Really nice hard with the Jaeger Army, uh, what number you are, uh, your name on it. and this may be a little bit of a hint down the road. We're thinking maybe that card even be something like when you go to Wonderfest, Jersey Fest, if you present the card and it's a Jaeger piece, you might get a discount on a kit or something, just uh, something for you to have this special. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the two uh, club exclusive uh, busts that are coming next year uh, that card members only are able to purchase. Kudos to you guys for trying something new. That's like, that's an original thing. No one's tried and it's right. And I'm glad it's working out for you because that's hard to try. It's going to be fun. It gives Jeff another platform to move into original sculpts, uh, to do all kinds of new good things for a bigger fan. Yeah. And and I remember when Paul presented the idea to me and he said, what do you think? And I said, yeah, you know, Cause you never know how the hobby is going to react to things, you know? Exactly. And I said, I, you know, I, I don't really know. I mean, I was kind of in between on that. I, I didn't really know how that was going to work out. And, um, but I said, I, it might, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like it has. And, um, you know, unfortunately to me, you get, there's so much Jeff Yeager stuff out there. Okay. And I liken it to uh, Yankees. I call it Yankees syndrome, and I call it Patriots syndrome, too, because I'm a Patriots fan. And success breeds contempt for some people, okay? And so you have people, when we did our Jaeger episode, and and Jason, you might want to cut this. I don't know. But when we did our Jaeger episode, we got our first thumbs down in our our thing there. We got our first thumbs down. Any episode we have. This has been eating at him. So whoever that thumbs down guy is, and it's like this has been eating at him ever since. No, and I don't care. It's just in post why. I just I would like to know why, you know. And I think I agree. And and I think people are just, you know, there's people out there, oh, I'm sick of Jaeger, I'm sick of Jaeger, I'm sick of Jaeger. And it's like when we talk to him and you realize he's sculpted five or six hundred kits for this hobby. Yeah. Where's the hobby without him? 
Okay. I agree. I, I guess I asked that question is where's the hobby without them? Now, you know, you got the knuckleheads out there that only have like five kits. I'm looking at you. I and uh I have, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> five Jaeger kits. Oh, five Jaeger kits. I okay. have more than that, I found out. And then you and, have the knuckleheads like me that have about 70 of them, Troy. I don't know how many you have. Yeah, I've got a lot. You've got a lot. Okay. Yes. And um and you know, trust me, even sometimes I'll go another Frankenstein, another Frankenstein, monster, monster. and then I'll buy monster. it. Monster. And then I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then I'll buy it. You know, so it's <laughs> I you know it. it's um you know, back to when the idea was presented to me, I didn't know how it would go over because of what I see with that. And um that makes sense. Went over really well, you know, and uh it did. And these uh exclusives that are coming out are are gonna be things you haven't seen before, hmm. monster related, but not of the monsters. Oh, that's what I can tell you. So it's that's a good be- clue. I like that. Yes. Good clue. Okay, and and uh, we'll go on to one of your more recent acquisitions here, the Fright Night. Yes, yes, Jerry Danridge, uh, huge fan of Fright Night. I mean, nothing compares to him. Troy, Troy, ask him, ask him. I'm gonna hold it up. Ask, ask, ask Scott if he's seen Fright Night. Uh, Is that? Oh, it's like looking in the mirror. Look at. Yes, but uh, you know, I just. This and is again, so comical at this point. Like, <laughs> we'll send you a copy there, uh, Scott. But okay. uh, you got to—it's uh, just a film that I've enjoyed. I mean, there's so much. There's comedy. There's straight out horror. There's Amy. There's Jerry. There's Evil Ed. You know, but when uh, John put these kids out, you know, his health kind of went bad with Jerry, and then Peter came out, and not many of those made it into the market. So I had reached out to Jeff and I said, do you still have the masters for these kits? And he said, yes. And I said, would you consider re-releasing those kits with me? He said, let me think about that. And I thought, he ain't going to do it. So a month went by. And so I reached back out and I said, hey, the, you know, I'm still here. You know, or, and he said, well, if you can get a commitment of you know, 25 kits, I'll do this. Well, there's 37 or 38 right now and more people contacted me. So he just sent the uh, masters to Mark Brokaw and he is gonna be creating new molds for Jerry. And then those will start coming out probably in December. There I go again, putting all these kits out at one time. Yep. But that one will start coming out in December and they will ship directly from Mark out to the customers. And I believe they're going to have a certificate of authenticity signed by Jeff. So, you know, you're getting a kit that he's endorsed. And again, for me, guys, it's being a fan. But honestly, for me, it's just remembering John Tucky. It's remembering exo facto. You know, I mean, you said, where would we be without Jeff Yeager? Where would we have been without John Tucky? A lot of the kits that he has put out through the years. Yeah, well, John, John certainly brought um well and and we talked to jeff a little bit about this too he was doing other things but it worked out that john had jeff start doing this universal stuff and it just you know it took off off. yeah and um these two this particular kit and the companion kit that went with it um it's like you said 
and, and John and I, it's no secret, weren't on the best terms at this point, but yeah. that was when his health started to go south. Yeah. And I, I'll say, I guess the best term for this would be he left money on the table. Okay. Because people still wanted this. Okay. Yes. And, um, so I'm glad that's coming out for the people that want it. And, um, yeah. You know, and again, for me, it's just keeping John's name alive, if you will. You know what I mean? This just has to, to be a big kit. When the two of them are together, oh, this has to be a big kit. You have no idea. I just did a buildup of the one I had mm -hmm. that I had bought uh, through Mark Worthling because I missed it with John. And Mark uh, sold me his because he said, I'm never going to get a Peter. So I'm, I'll sell you this one. Mm -hmm. I just painted mine and put it up and that generated more interest in the kit. And uh, Peter will be following him in 2021. We're going to bring the companion piece to Jerry. Okay. And who knows where they'll go from there. Maybe there'll be an evil ed. Maybe there'll be something else coming down the line from that also. Is that, is that all from the same movie? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Amy. How, how, you know what blew my mind when I figured out that Amy was Marcy on Married with Children? I know. Cause there's like, I don't want right? to, I'll keep it adult, I'll, but yes. yeah, it, you did, it doesn't work. I'm like, wait, what? As what a kid. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll I leave it out it. what I was going to say, but yeah, yes. that's, it's such a great, I can't believe Scott. Really, man. It's Just depressing. Another, you know? You've missed What's out funny? on my so much. My wife has seen all these movies. Okay. You have a good wife. I'm sure my wife has seen them all because she loves horror movies. Okay. And it's not uh, even like, that's a comedy more than a horror Like, it's so good. <laughs> hey, so why good. don't we create a uh, Scott hit list of movies <laughs> yeah. and we can put it up on this episode and people could vote. Yeah. And uh, we need that. Oh, I just had an idea. See, we should. Oh. So if horror movies were like comic books, Troy. You'd have okay. your golden age, your silver age, your bronze age, you yep. know, yep. and I'm a golden age guy, I think. Oh, you know? I, yeah. You know, and Getting some silver age stuff, you know. Um, golden age is where it's at, man. But, uh, yeah. I've noticed age stuff, there's some go. guys that are doing live streaming where they're playing movies and people can watch the movie and talk along with the movie. We got to figure yes. that out and do that and have Scott movie nights where we all watch a movie that Scott hasn't seen. <laughs> I'll go. But go. I think YouTube will pull it down. So I got to find a way to do it. Like, but <laughs> an evening with Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, watching movies that Scott hasn't seen. Yeah. Yes. Top 10 movies Scott hasn't seen. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. So you got a sneak peek for us. This is fantastic. Yes. Uh, we have a new one coming out. Uh, again, keep it with my uh, normal, putting all these out at one time. We're having a, uh, New kit from the 2010 Wolfman bus coming out, sculpted by Mark Van Tyne, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful kit uh, he captured. It's the typical one that Jeff's doing with the hammers with the one arm. You know, it's that way, again, like Paul says, easier to mold, easier to cast, but it's just got that giant claw coming in front and uh, the Wolfman in full rage with the shirt. I really like that Wolfman design. That makeup job was fantastic. I yes, it's an underrated movie yeah, in my opinion. I People think so ripped too. It up and uh, one film I enjoyed, so I reached out to Mark, and he's excited, and he went right to work on it. Ask me, ask me. 
I'm afraid. God, have you seen Wolfman? I you actually did see this one. <laughs> yes, I did see this one. I did see this one. So awesome. All right. There you go. Okay. I wasn't crazy about it, but I did see it. So I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I'm <laughs> like, excited. like guts just go flying when he rips people up. But the um you know, as and and of course to me nothing will beat the original Jack Pierce makeup, but I this character design I thought was not bad. Um you know, given the purists that I am for the originals. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I thought this was, this was better than a lot that I've seen. You know, I remember seeing it even before it came out, the movie came out and say, I can live with that because like, I was such a non-fan of the Peter Jackson, King Kong design. that It's uh, yeah. So we'll have to I'm talk excited. about that at some point. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And, you know, to me, it's a character that's not overdone. It's not out there a lot. And uh, I think there was a kid a few years ago of a full figure of it, of the Wolfman. I think Adam did one. Didn't Adam Creature Kid do one? Maybe. Maybe. He did, I think. So I'm excited about it. Mark has put a lot of work, a lot of effort. Again, uh, Paul told me the other day, he says, he didn't get as carried away as he did on your Jeepers Creepers. He said, but this, this is big. You know, it's a nice size quarter scale and uh, he's very ferocious in this so it's going to be a goodie cool very cool and that brings us to our giveaway thank you troy so much <laughs> we did hey, not expect this in any way um my pleasure you gave us a uh, house of wax kit to give away to a lucky yes. lucky listener slash viewer so we're going to do that this episode if you are interested in winning a house of wax kit from shadow creations and troy uh same thing. Send us an email. We'll enter your name into the drawing. We'll pull it next week. Not next week, but next episode. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. And I hope they, you know, they better, they better post it when they finish building and painting it and show us I what would they love, did. I would love to see it. It's a beautiful skull. Yeah. It's fantastic. So yeah, we'll be giving away a, a house of wax kit here from shadow creations. And Troy, we really appreciate the support. Um, oh we're, uh, we're going to drop um this episode for paul's uh kit that he donated as well and uh again you know thanks to both of you guys uh for your support um it's really great um uh, well, i appreciate what you guys are doing i mean this is this uh if you're a collector in the hobby today if you're a model collector painter you should be subscribing to this model club tv i mean they're i mean these guys are doing a heck of a job guys trying to keep this hobby alive people say this hobby's dying it's not dying you know just support these guys we told that thank you but we totally forgot about you your youtube channel yes how'd you get where'd that how'd you start that for talking models yeah that was one of the first people uh, yeah just a just a thought just on something with doing painting tutorials it's now morphing into um, uh reviews of new kits and uh sometimes i throw little things in like reviewing uh those new spinisters that from uh waxwork records frankenstein mm-hmm. the mummy the bride and they spin on your i almost album. bought the, i almost bought the bride because i've or yeah. pre-ordered the bride but i didn't get it i should have if my wife's watching this i have pre-ordered the bride sorry <laughs> and i have pre-ordered the mummy another sorry oh but uh, i didn't even know yeah they're beautiful and i so i'm just it was something for me you know, I see so many, and again, I'm not a, 
David Fisher, or Jason Walker, any of them guys, as far as painting stuff. But I'm not a David Fisher. <laughs> you know, I just I see on these boards so many people new to the hobby that come in. You know, instead of you know they see everybody's work now, they feel they can't do something, they don't want to do it, they can't do it. So I just thought, why not put something on that just kind of shows steps that I did when I painted a kit. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, gosh, I think 330 subscribers so far. And, you know, and it's just talking models, talking about models, yeah. airbrushes. He's got and more subscribers than us. He does. He does. He's doing oh, well. You're coming around. Don't worry about it. I'll be <laughs> the plug on talking models soon. <laughs> So um I saw you did the game too, and Jason has that game as well, the uh Universal Monster game. What's it called again? Oh Horror Horrified or something? Yeah, what? Horrified. Yes. Horrified. horrified. Have you played yes. it yet, Troy, or no? Or, no, I have not. My wife said, why, do you, why do you buy that? She says, You don't even play games. And I said, No, but it's Universal Monsters. And that you know, and I did a review on that, opened it all up, all the pieces. Yeah. I mean, it really looks very interesting. And I just, you know, I sense a lot of times that the classic that you and I love, Scott, you know, that people are rediscovering that now. They're discovering it through Halloween time when the Blu-rays come out um, to that Wolfman 2010, to this game. Waxwork Records are doing soundtrack albums. They're doing these spinisters with the Universal Monsters. You know, so these people are getting introduced to them. They think, well, what is this Frankenstein? It looks so cool. There's a movie from the 30s, you know, and so they start watching this stuff. Hopefully they stumble into models and then yeah. they discover there's a bigger arena than just what, uh, you know, the modern, sorry, Jason, the modern slashers, you know, and the, and the different ones. Because I'm in the modern horror. I'm not in the slasher movies like the Jasons. Uh, Freddy Krueger I did enjoy, but, you know, I'm more into it. You give me a good story, a monster that's different, Jeepers Creepers, uh, the cave dwellers. That's kind of where I am too. I'm not like, yeah. Not a, yeah. You know, we both like heavy metal. So, you know, it's all good, right? I do like some heavy metal. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I like some. Yeah, so, talking models is just something to do. And, you know, I just, I like talking about models. Yeah. Church no, can be rocking funny. out to heavy metal. It just doesn't fit for me. It just, doesn't fit for me, you know. <laughs> I get you. I don't. Is there a and and I'm not being sarcastic here because I know there's Christian music. Is there Christian heavy metal music too? Oh yeah. Oh is yeah. There, okay. All right. Yeah. It's just uh, I was curious. I didn't know. So yeah. Uh, Red Red's pretty heavy. There's a few of them out there that are pretty heavy. But they probably still don't play well in church. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Skillet. I met them in 16 after my accident. Just a quick story. Uh, I was still in my wheelchair, and the guy from Riversbend took me in one of the vans there and wheeled me out for the concert. And uh, I made it through Skillet. He actually got me backstage, and I met them. And I have a picture hanging here in the office of me in the wheelchair and Skillet around me. And I actually saw uh, um, what's a uh, fieldy walking around behind the stage from Corn. You know, I was waiting for Brian to come out, but I never got to see him. And uh, I made it through Skillet. I left about 45 minutes in the Corn. It was a fresh accident. I had, you know, the brain bleed and the brain injury from that, and all the lights and yeah, you don't. I wanna... just, <laughs> That's the last point I you just... need a seizure. Yeah, they they warned me about it, but I went anyway because I like Corn and. For 45 minutes, 
I heard one of the most amazing live bands that I've ever heard. So yeah, well, good. It's good stuff. Thanks for joining us today. This has been great. <laughs> like I hey. learned a lot. And again, thank you for the donation. We're going to make somebody pretty happy here. That's awesome. If you need anything from me or shadow creations, please. Absolutely. And we'll do our best to promote you all the time. We get right now, plug away. Where best way to get a hold of you. Best place to buy uh, your kits. Uh, you can buy my kits through uh, my Facebook page, uh, Shadow Creations. I can be emailed at shadowcreations at gmail.com. And I am working on a website. I just trying to decide there's a lot to it, getting people to hit the button. You can buy it. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that way. And I attend Wonderfest. I'll be at Wonderfest in 2021, and I will have a table. Hopefully we all will be at one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping so, guys. I'm hoping so. And I'll have some new stuff there. And, you know, Iconic Scenes will probably be a debut and number two. And we'll see. Excellent. Hey, get down to the Chicago area. Drop in. And uh, yeah, I went. I, yeah, Paul Gill gave me the same invite you did. He said, come down here, stay a week from me. I'll show you molding. Mm -hmm. I'll show you. uh, I'll show you all that stuff if you if you want to do that. And I said, you're an animal, man. I don't know if I can. You know, I can't do all that shaking and stuff. You know, I have to get my kids over here and let them do the hokey pokies and stuff, you know. So, but, yeah, I appreciate that, Scott. Yep. Shadow Creations, thank you, Troy. And thank good you. luck with everything. Thank you, guys. Take care. And we're back. Troy! He's got some cool stuff coming. That Wolfman looks badass. Yeah, it does. It does. So. And he's making your little dream come true. Yes, he is. That's yes, cool to hear. Um, and the best thing there, he gave us a kit to give away. Yes, he did. So um, here we go again. This is one giant chunk of resin. This is not like <laughs> this is heavy. So just so you get an idea, House of Wax. Here's the base. Here's the bust without the head. I'm trying to pull the parts out for everybody. Just so you kind of get an idea of what's coming your way. Um, and if Jason breaks it, he'll repair I, it. If I break it, it I will repair it for your charge. Um, and just so you get an idea, there's one of the heads. Okay. So House uh, of Wax, I'll put the pictures up. This is, it goes like that. And then the hat goes on top. But this is. So it comes with two heads? Two heads. So let me pull the parts out. Two heads come with it. Hatless. And one for the hat and pull the hat out. And it comes with a little, it comes with parts for the. Wow. So great kit. If you're interested in winning this kit, again, same thing. Send us an email uh, with giveaway and house of wax in the title and your name. And we'll put you in the drawing for next week. Next episode. Next episode. I keep saying next week. If you want to go weekly, we can. No, we're not going weekly. Not happening. So that's where we are. House of Wax. Check that guy out. <laughs> but thank you, Troy. This is fantastic. Someone's going to be really happy getting this kit. So awesome. Sculpted by Brian Hamilton. Yep. And uh, yeah, like Jason says, same deal. Send us some emails and um, get in on the drawing and you'll get a number back. We'll send you a number back. And again, congratulations to Roger. Yep. For winning the Pennywise kit from Paul Gill. Thanks to Paul and Troy for donating uh, 
you know, to this, the giveaway, we're getting nothing out of this. This is just <laughs> for fun. And, uh, you know, um, same thing as before too. You got to send it. Uh, you have to be a subscriber, correct? Yep. Got to be a subscriber. That's your subscriber name as well. Um, it's the only little thing we ask for. And, uh, yeah. And we'll uh, get you a number and uh, get that out to you. And we'll thank you to Larry for the, all that. Yep. Giveaway next week. We'll have, yeah, this is not going to be a week, a, a monthly thing. Right? Yeah, unless people keep sending us stuff. <laughs> right, maybe. We're not asking you to, but. <laughs> if you want to give stuff to people, great. But yeah. awesome. Uh, mailbag. Emails and corrections. Oh, I want to go back to Troy. Just one thing about oh, Troy no. that I noticed. And uh, see if anyone else picked up on this. Troy did not mention Aurora. As his, uh, you know, he started with the um, Haunted Mansion. And he's like one of the first guys that hasn't, you know, gone. I mean, Mark uh, Worthling mentioned Aurora, but he basically said he missed out on it. Um, but uh, Troy's, the, you know, one of the first ones that didn't mention Aurora. Well, I think Troy and Mark are kind of in the same boat I am, even though they're a little older than me. I mean, Aurora, I, I never built an Aurora kid as a kid. I just saw them and had them. But. I think they're in the same boat as me. I think that might be why. But yeah, who makes those Haunted Mansion kids? Who was I think those that? are round two. I think round okay. two. Okay, mailbag. Mailbag, emails and corrections. So we have one email. <laughs> it's from Phil again. And no it's way. A, it's a book. And he told me to paraphrase it. He was emailing us on Thanksgiving so and talking to us on Thanksgiving. So thank you. I read through it. The one thing I'm going to paraphrase out of that, and it goes into my correction for this week. He was very upset with me about my Beatles slash Wiggles <laughs> comment from last week. I let me reread because I got a lot of feedback on this. Um, I do not think the Beatles are as good as the Wiggles or the Wiggles as good as the Beagles. Wait, Be what? Beatles. what? Wait, <laughs> what did you just say? Don't edit that out. I don't think the Beatles are as good as the Wiggles. That's, That's not what I meant. <laughs> That's okay. not but what I meant. You just said it again. That is not what I meant. What I meant was I listened to the Beatles as a kid. So to me, the Beatles are like listening to little kids music. That's it. It's not that their, their talent is there. It's that in my brain, I, that reminds me of being a kid. So it always is in that category for me. That's Wound it. me. So, I still think they're great, but man, I got a lot of arrows for that. So anyway. Hey, um, forward me that email though. Cause you know, I don't get those when Phil I sends thought me. he doubles them up. Okay. I don't I'll forward think it I over got to the whole you. thing. No. We'll go through it some more. And I, I mean, I just got it and I just been kind of going through it and we're running late on time here again. So we can maybe go through it again, but definitely. Anyway. I wanted to give you a, um, I'm trying to find it here. So give me a quick second. Um, I didn't get an email per se, but I did get a private message. And uh, it, it came from my own stepdaughter. <laughs> um, and she wrote to me, and I'll, I'll read it all real quick. She wrote to me. Wait, your stepdaughter actually watches this? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, her and her uh, boyfriend, Elliot, uh, they enjoy us. So I don't know if they watch them all the way through, but, you know. Enough to make fun of you about. 
is what it is. Sometimes. Yeah, okay. So she wrote to me, I can't believe you've seen Ford versus Ferrari and not Night of the Living Dead. And I replied to her, I can tell you which one was a better movie. Okay. <laughs> and she replied to me, you can't tell me because you haven't seen Night of the Living Dead. And she will accept my opinion once I've viewed both in full. Okay. Smart girl. This is, uh, this is the part that I really do enjoy. Also, Jason's comments on the Beatles. Wow. But I can't like and say I wasn't cracking up when he compared I want to hold your hand to fruit salad. <laughs> he's totally, he's not totally wrong. See? Okay. So she wrote, <laughs> I think early Beatles is kind of childish. So I feel him in that regard. But besides that, he is very wrong. <laughs> but he's just a hater. Okay. So I'm not a hater. That came, that came from my uh, stuff. I on, don't hate uh, the Beatles. Tara. And uh, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. So there we go. I don't hate the Beatles. All right. They probably, I mean, maybe but they do have their place. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Phil, uh, send him another email. My God. <laughs> I'm trying to fight with Phil. Nah, I, like, come on. There would be none of the music you I listen know. to. That's, I mean, that's the their, their important. Okay. That's, that's, yes, I get that. I understand that. All right. Jesus. I understand oh, that. I understand God. that. I understand. Somebody get me a gun. Okay. <laughs> Let's close this up. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I mean, they're Over- lucky they broke up, right? Overrated? I mean, because they'd be Rolling Stones right now. Well, and it would be I'll bad. give you that. Like, I'll give you that. I think they're lucky they broke up. Oh, not, piss nope, off not, the other. <laughs> go ahead. Right. Go ahead. I'm editing all this out. All right. I think they could have. I, I, my personal opinion. I think given the solo careers, um, of the two top songwriters. Um, I think they probably could have gone on another five to seven years before it turned into what you, you know, um, but, but George Harrison's fantastic. Traveling Wilburys was, oh, was Traveling awesome. Wilburys awesome. Was great awesome. Yes. So it's hard to say, yeah. you know, That's true. it's, I, I think they could have gone a little uh, longer, but we'll never know. Yeah. Never know. They're an amazing band. They are. I didn't mean any of that. Oh, that, oh you said they were. <laughs> leave it in. Don't be scared. Okay. You're lucky. My wife just came in the door behind me, and you're lucky she didn't hear you make that fucking comment because she'd open that door and busted your ass. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. All right. This has been right. Model Club episode 11. <laughs> Model Club episode 11. Hey, send an email. Be a subscriber. Uh, yes, giveaway. Like we do have that giveaway. And, I'll put uh, it in the comments. A lot more people hit that like button this time. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank helps. you so much. And um, again, email us to get in that House of Wax giveaway. And um, thank you again, Troy. And uh, that's all I got. I got to go clean gutters. What do you got to do? Uh, edit this. Edit this. Oh, so your 10 minutes of work comes up now okay <laughs> that's great we'll see everybody episode 12 okay oh no, stay on a minute joanne come here <laughs> wait do you want me to record this i don't give a shit <laughs> joanne come here <laughs>